And hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast once again. It is Mr. Young and Jackie with you, by the way. Uh, time to conversate with <laughs> an old friend, an old colleague. In fact, yeah. Jackie, you started your radio career kind of at the same time as this lady, huh? Yeah, and we actually, because of that, we became really close friends. And so happens we were neighbors as well at the time. So yeah. we started to, you know, form a friendship and a bond. We're talking about Emily Tang. Yeah. I mean, she started her career together with you at a different radio station. Yep. And then after that, she left mm-hmm. and joined Power 98 where <laughs> we are now. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how so, things work out, huh? It's a small industry. Yeah. Anyway, along the way, she started her own charity, Blessings in a Bag, which we will talk to her about as well. Just just an outstanding young lady, you know. I've always said about Emily Tang, she's going to change the world. Definitely. And unfortunately, she's not in Singapore. She's in San Francisco now. And, you know, they're going through the pandemic as well. So we just wanted to see what her thoughts on that was as well. Yeah, so we jumped on a Zoom call yep. and got to conversating with Emily Tang from Blessings in a Bag. Check it out. Oh, for the love of life. I was just going to ask, how do we even in- introduce you? Like, how? what is your... Um... Title? Uh. Um, awesome Human Being. <laughs> That's an awesome title. A very appropriate title for Emily. Emily Tang, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on this Zoom. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it has been a while since we yeah. last saw you. I think the last time I saw you was at my wedding, right? Yes. That was oh my gosh. Time. Wow. Mm. So, what was that? 2000 and... Mr. Young, it's your wedding. Hello. <laughs> yeah. 2018, two years ago. Uh, okay, yeah. well, that, that took a while. I had a brain fart. Too long. And yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the pandemic has gotten to me, man. So stressed out. I, I forgot. It's not my fault. <laughs> oh, jeez. I saw your eyes kind of wandering. No. <laughs> oh, because when you are, like, you know, given that whole, like, oh, you have to think of the date, exact date right now, it's like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, okay, my you secret. You don't know the exact date? No, no, I, exactly. I, of course, I know the exact date. It's one day after my birthday, so. Ah, but, oh, right. That's why it's easy for you to yeah. remember. How convenient. <laughs> yes, very convenient. But my trick to remembering dates is to incorporate them into my password, which is a terrible thing. I should not have announced it on. <laughs> On air. On oh, air. Yeah. I'm going to be descending on your account now. Yeah. No, no, no. But it is a, a part of a much more complex password, so. That's how I remember my dates and my passwords. A little bit. So you got two numbers. Big deal. Come on. Come at me. Oh, I shouldn't now throw you, that now out you there. Need to, now you need to change your password. I right? Think. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side. Okay, but this is not yeah. about me, Emily. How yeah. are you? I mean, um, it's been a while since we last saw you. Yeah. And how's, well, how's uh, life in San Francisco treating you? Um, It's great in the grand scheme of things, I guess. I, we're, we're like just over the 100 day of mm. our version of circuit breaker okay so that's okay. lovely um and then <laughs> you know all of the racial reconciliation going on mm-hmm. and then we also have um questionable leadership of the country <laughs> so, yeah i would say great <laughs> everything is awesome <laughs> everything is awesome how 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 long have so you have been in the us for like the 100 days you mentioned or Longer than no, that. No, I've, I've been in the United States since, uh, well, it's coming up to be almost a year now. So July okay. the, July 5th will be, um, you know, when I moved over here last wow. year. Right. So okay. almost a year. Right. So you, I, I feel like there's a lot to catch up on. Like the, <laughs> this decision to move to the U.S., was it uh, a conscious decision you had for a long time? Or was it sort of a, you know, um, 
I met someone. That's why I'm moving there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A big question that I think a lot of people. <laughs> it's funny because not everybody knows that I'm here in the United States, and mm. I mean.、Mm-hmm. Oh, Jackie, you were just like, oh, you're in San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Exactly it. Yeah, I was like,、um, SF, what? Okay. Yeah, I think I think for me, like, I'm usually like a planner, but I don't think I ever planned or intended to end up in the San Francisco Bay Area.、Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that my now husband is based here, and so I got the. "Quote unquote short end of the stick," and you know, one of, when you're in a long distance relationship, one person has to make that decision. Otherwise,、yep. it's almost like, you know, there has to be an end、mm-hmm. to the long distance at some point. And so,、um, yeah, we well, if you want it to work out, lah, there has to be some sort of、yeah. point. <laughs> Unless you really love long distance and like、yeah. meeting physically, but yeah,、uh, it's、uh-huh. definitely served people well during you know circuit breaker. Long distance、mm-hmm. is that's literally how you feel like in a、yeah. long distance relationship. So <laughs> true that,、um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny that you use the term circuit breaker because you don't use that in the U.S. Like it's straight up、no. lockdown, right? In the U.S. Well, here in San Francisco Bay Area, what's happening is it's called shelter in place. Oh, so they don't even say lockdown because they don't want to like freak people out. But they yeah, say, yeah, we are sheltering in place right now. <laughs>、um, and if they're, you know, we're we're talking about reopening the economy, and if、mm. the governor wants to like roll it back and you know, put on the shelter in place again, they're saying. We are dimming the reopening plans,、oh、so、gosh. to not like freak people out because there's so much outrage and <laughs> people want to get out, right? So,、yeah. you know, yesterday he was like, "We are, we're not saying no, we're saying we're dimming the、ah, plans." Yes, yes. <laughs> I love the way you say it. It's almost as if you're talking in the spa voice. You know, we're, we're dimming. dimming. The, yeah, <laughs> really, that's、like、what you're saying. Like, we're dimming it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I find it hilarious. Like we have our version, obviously, circuit breaker, right? Is like、yeah. we know what you guys are doing. I we know that you're trying to make it you know, easier <laughs> for us. I guess you know maybe not everyone realizes it, or everyone's like, okay, it's not a lockdown. It's just you know dimming of the lights or circuit breaker or whatever these、uh, nice flowery terms are. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge is that there's still many Americans who don't think that coronavirus is real, and、mm. so there's always like an educational aspect to the press conferences. Is like <laughs> this is what's happening,、yeah. this is what we're doing, and that's why we're dimming. So <laughs> is, okay, is that a real thing though? I mean, I see a lot of YouTube videos and Facebook videos about oh, you know, crazy Americans abusing their、mm-hmm. um, freedoms and whatever, right? All, all these people who go crazy about oh, I don't want to wear a mask, whatever, whatever. Like, is it really that bad, or is it just we are just seeing the few、um, idiots, or what we like to call COVID idiots, over there, <laughs> highlighted in one little nice package video? You know? Yeah, I like that term.、Um, I would say the more there are more extreme states,、mm. um, but here in California, where we're more liberal, yeah, surprisingly, there are people who refuse to. Um, put on a mask until you know a week or two weeks ago when the governor was like, "We have to mandate it now because yep, you're refusing、yep. to put on a mask."、Um, and we're seeing a huge spike here in California.、Uh, it's like a 45% increase of cases in a seven-day period, and it's specifically、What? because during the weekends people are not sheltering in place. They love、mm. going out to the beach <laughs> and they're just like, you know, going to bars, going out、yeah. and to meet、mm. with each other, and they're feeling really frustrated because I think. There's also this sense of America loves that sense of freedom and individuality, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this almost feels like it's policing 
what yeah. they want to do. Whereas, you know, in Singapore, it's almost like we're embracing that because that's something that we've grown up with, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I feel like it's that whole idea of collectivism versus individualism where, you know, we, yeah, like you say, we've grown up with this whole, hey, let's all work together to uh, towards a greater good. Whereas right. a lot of uh, the US, like, you know, uh, Western thinking, as they would say, it's a lot more, hey, my individual freedoms matter. You know, it's about me expressing myself and wearing a mask is not, is an impingement on my freedoms. You know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even with the, you know, the racial protesting and everything mm -hmm. that's happening, there was also no social distancing or mask yeah. wearing or anything. And so it's really hard because as leaders of the nation, you know, the mayors, the governors, they aren't able to say, no, you can't protest because yeah. that is your right as an American citizen. So yeah. again, your hands are tied. It's, it's sort of like a weird space to be. Yeah. It's a rock and a hard place kind of situation. It's yeah. So, so I'm just living under a rock and to me, it's very interesting to see like the two, almost two ends of the spectrum sort of, you know, what works, what doesn't work now. And obviously, you know, we want to embrace like being able to express your individual uh, individualism. Easy for me to say, because mm -hmm. it, it is what creates great art, great music, great things, right? But at the same yeah. time, you're like, oh, okay. So I guess in this case, it doesn't quite work, mm -hmm. as we've seen. Definitely not working so, out. Um, I think fine. it's just having some massive repercussions, right? Mm. The more like we're going out to exercise our individual freedoms, we're also impacting others in the community. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really a challenging. Yeah, it's just so challenging. Yeah, I guess the world needs to find that balance somehow. Yeah. Just figure it out somehow, you know. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, of course, uh, yeah. th this isn't supposed to be a political debate, but we yeah, kind of exactly. went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I know, yeah. and even for me, I'm not used to like <laughs> freedom of speech. I'm not yeah. used to yeah. talking about politics all the time. It's something that I've had to like learn to like. Oh, this is what people talk about when they yeah. get and together. And openly, openly mm. on so top of that. So openly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh -huh. And people get so riled up, excuse, right? Like, excuse myself. I'll be like, I'm just gonna go make. <laughs> yeah something in the kitchen i don't know <laughs> yeah um has it been uh, quite the journey for you adjusting to life over there you say you've been there for a year but you grew up in australia as well so you know it's well it's not the same obviously but it's kind of mm -hmm. similar in a way uh yeah i think i think it's still a change it's still a transition for me mm. it's like a new culture because like America versus Australia, very different cultures. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and so there was definitely an adjustment period. I would have to say because I had moved before, mm. I knew sort of the things to expect and how to support myself, you know, making sure I had like a therapist on hand, making sure that I had my self-care resources around me um, and what I needed to feel grounded because, you know, I wasn't necessarily just leaving a country or home a place that I called home. It was like my friends, my family. Mm. It was also community. It was, you know, the work that I do for community. And so there was a lot of things being like stirred up. Um, and I actually thought I was going through identity crisis, but it's it's literally just <laughs> transition. You're just right, transitioning right. from point A to point B. So um, I think for me, what I'm not used to, like I said, was the freedom of speech. And so um, dealing with openly racist, you know, mm. uh, Issues. Call it? Issues, but also yeah. situations where I'm now being verbally attacked or being judged because of the color of my skin was something that I was not ready to deal with Prepared. so yeah. quickly into moving <laughs> here. Yeah. 
Do you right. think you're going to stay put in San Fran or you're going to hop over to somewhere else? I think it's really hard to hop off now. Or oh, yeah. Hop well, off yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking like next week. All but the like, restrictions. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Europe has yeah. banned us. So, uh-huh. I mean, um, it's just, I think in the future, yeah. I don't know. I would say I wouldn't never say never. Mm-hmm. I definitely put it at that. But for okay. now, like San Francisco Bay Area is going to be home because that's essentially where my new family or my husband is, is based. So. <laughs> well, I mean, if you had, if I had to pick a place in the U.S. to, you know, hunker down for a bit, I would pick San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So okay, it, 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 yeah. let's talk no. about. Let's go back, because okay, some might not realize this, but we all started in radio together. Well, yeah. okay, we didn't start. I came first, but uh, <laughs> you two started in yeah. radio together. I was there already mm-hmm. uh, at yeah. nine eight seven. So let's let's take a trip down memory lane. Do you remember those days, and what made you get into radio in the first place? I was so young. I don't know if you remember me young. <laughs> of young I do. days. Yes. But um, it was literally after graduating from high school and then trying to navigate what I wanted to do with my life. I had no mm. clue. Um, and I saw an ad in the paper for a radio course. I think back then it was called Radio Academy. Radio Academy, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I joined that. And it was like a five-day experience. Like you go behind the scenes. You mm-hmm. get to meet like the DJs, but also like try to do your own like show (laughs) Um, and by the end of it that's when like you know mark richmond came up and was just like hey would you be interested or have you ever thought about a korean radio and that's kind of what started it off so yeah i don't know if i i would say right off the bat that i had a passion for radio Mm -hmm. but i think that um parts of what radio is or you know things like creativity storytelling listening being able Mm. to you know communicate and inspire people for good those are the things that i really loved and and became very passionate about from from radio days do you miss it at all (laughs) i do uh in a way like i just feel like it's sort of like a comforting it's like my comfort zone and yeah, maybe yeah, for right. both of you right it's mm-hmm, just something yeah. that's like second nature mm-hmm. you love to talk you love to engage and communicate and connect um and so yeah i definitely have to say i do miss it but there <laughs> are other extent, ways yeah. yeah there are other ways <laughs> to now connect with people i mean social media is like yeah. a new thing right well not yeah. new, but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> what are your most memorable moments from radio if you could pick like one or two Working with us, of course. Not oh, wow. <laughs> Obviously. Not shy. Um, I think one of the memorable moments that has stuck in my mind, one of them was actually with with you, and I think it was Dan, Daniel mm. Ong. And it was just when I was shadowing, where I'm supposed to be in the studio, oh. but not really yeah. like doing anything. Yeah, um, yeah. But in one of the upcoming weeks where I was, put on there and you know you were babysitting me in a way mm, mm. um i remember going on air and not knowing what to say <laughs> I just, like, scared. and then uh, you're just like just hit next hit next, like, yeah. hit next song. it's dead air it's dead air yeah. <laughs> i just remember it's like so memorable the fact that i completely didn't know what to say i froze in that moment yeah. um, but you weren't mean about it so i, I love that <laughs> That's that's very surprising because apparently, according to some people, yeah, Jackie, um, <laughs> I'm a very menacing presence when I mm-hmm. look behind. Like, what are you doing? Are you pressing the right buttons? It's hmm. super intimidating, especially. Did he babysit you, Jackie? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
exactly. That's why he was hinting it was me because, like, when I... he babysat me, it was very intimidating. He comes off as very, like... And it doesn't help that he's just standing there and, like, <laughs> staring, you know, and you're nervous. It's like it was my first time, right? I Get it right! Get it right! Yeah. And you had been doing this for years, and then, you know, he, I think he expected me to come in and be like, oh, she know what the hell she gonna do. And like, I don't know. <laughs> no. <anything>. I mean, <laughs> I've always found it very interesting that, you know, you, you meet people who are just like the life of the party. They can talk your ears off, right? Mm-hmm. But when you put them in front of a microphone, you press on, it's like... <laughs> the red yeah, light it's syndrome. A big red button. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what scares the me. Light. It's like yeah. The microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pop cover thing yeah. and then just like <laughs> the console and then the yeah. blinking buttons and then the CD player and yeah. Yeah. a lot. It's, it's too yeah. much. It's yeah. either either your brain freezes or you just word vomit. You just, <laughs> just can't stop talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's something all of us have gone through and, you know, through experience, I think through doing mm-hmm. it years and I mean, obviously I've done it for so many years. It's like, yeah. okay. No, but I still, yeah, I still go back to those days when I first started. Is why I remember, you know, it was for me. It was Kerry Chong standing behind me. Uh, actually, no, Kerry Chong was very relaxed. If you know Kerry, you know she's super chill. She she sat in like the other side of the panel. I'm like, what? Are you sure you want to sit there? What if I press the wrong button? You know? Oh, as if she's your co DJ la. Yeah. She's on the other side. So I'm like, okay. can come here or not? Can come here. Or not? <laughs> so I I had a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, from so that's y'all. why you you inflicted some other types of experiences yeah. on both Jackie and I. It's like you wanted to be up close. Yeah, hovering like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Get it right, get it right. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about passions. You know, um, you spent how many years in radio? I would say like eight, eight years. Mm, right, because yes. you, you had your 987 stint, then you left 987 before us. You went to Power 98. Huh? Yes. Funny how the world, you know, connects and everything. It's a, such a small industry I was anyway. going to say, small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super small. small. So you did a show. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have a solo show first before you paired up with uh, everybody's favorite loudmouth, JK? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, did, oh, I love uh, her reaction. <laughs> I did a, um, I love you, JK. Uh, she she completely not, blocked that out. Yeah. When, we're, when we're not DJing together, I love you. Ah, okay, um, okay. Uh, what was I going to say? The first show was actually Say It With Music, because I remember it was mm. like Jamie Yo was exiting out of yep. 987, and so I was coming on board, and it was the day, like so early when I was literally reading the letters that people would yes, send. Yes, yes. No SMSs, it was like the letters and the yeah. phone calls. So, um, yeah, that's the show that I started with. And then I think I moved. That's when I, I think after Say With Music, I moved to Power 98. And mm. then that's when I joined up, teamed up with JK. I also did another solo show, Afternoons with Emily. Mm, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you did a show with Sonia as well for a while. Yeah, the Simets. flip side. Mm. Yes, the flip yeah. side. Um, those are good days. All these memories <laughs> flooding back. Wow. Right? You can tell they're good memories because you're smiling as you're talking about it. Except the yeah. JK part. La. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I gotta ask, because we, we, I feel like um, with people these days, especially with the COVID thing, we talk a lot about passion because I think we all spend a lot of time at home and we're trying to think about like, what are we most passionate about and stuff like that? Blessings in a bag. Like, how did that come to be? And is that a passion of yours? Oh, okay. So passion question and then blessings mm-hmm. in a bag. Um, so the first question is like, how do you find passion? Would, would you say? Well, what is your passion? 
I would say that now, like where I am right now and journeying mm -hmm. and knowing what I know now, I think my passion is really in encouraging people to start where they are, to, um, to own their superpowers and to change the world. Because my thing is I really believe that everybody is here for a specific purpose. Um, we're not just here on this planet to just kind of coast or go on autopilot. And so my sort of passion is helping people and coaching them to recognize what are the strengths, what's your potential. And I think that's why it's related to blessings in a bag. It's like seeing all of the youth and the children, you know, whether they're six or whether they're 18 and mentoring them and cheerleading them to really be uh, the best version of themselves and to live out a life of passion. So it's not just a, pa a passionate life for me, but it's for everybody else to to experience too. How how did you come to that realization? Like, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm. You know, I mean, obviously, be different people are driven by different reasons, right? Money, fame, success. Uh, how did you get to that point where you're like, okay, you know what? I see the potential in people. I want to help them with that. I think it's just all about connecting the dots. I don't think you know straight off the bat. I think mm. it's also hard and it might be a difficult expectation to have on young people to say, you should know what you want to do in high school. You should know <laughs> what, you, what you're passionate about. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a trial and error. It's an experience thing where you have to try, you know, try something, mm. oh, that's like not my boat. So try something else. And I think with serving people, that just came naturally from the radio days, you know, mm. listening to the phone calls and hearing young people share their stories stories and really empathizing with them and then you know using a song to support them <laughs> and to cheer their day and then it moved on to blessings in a bag which was you know serving people and I think for me somehow deep inside I connected the dots and I feel like I've always wanted to do something that serves other people I always want to I, I definitely know that I want to do good in this world mm. so the why is is the same but the how might be mm. different Okay. So for those who don't know what exactly Blessings in a Bag is, uh, yes, tell us. So Blessings in a Bag is a community organization. We started off, you know, championing donations in kind and redistributing that to various communities in Asia. But now we focus mainly on supporting children and youth in Singapore between the mm -hmm. ages of six to 17. Mm -hmm. And we have a vision of a world where every young person is valued and celebrated for who they are and who they are becoming. And we really want to champion them to be the community leaders that they are for their own neighborhoods. Like it's not about Emily being a community leader. It's about other young people in their own neighborhoods. So that's really the work that we do. And we focus not on academic success. I think there's a lot of that in <laughs> Singapore. Yep. Um, we focus on <laughs> yeah. emotional intelligence, on empathy, compassionate leadership, mindfulness, um, all of those sorts of things. Yeah. When did you start this? And uh, was it by yourself? Was it with people? You know, what was your support system like? Back when you started I, it. Yeah, I started when I was 20. Mm. Um, so this is my 13th year now of wow. um, leading the community. And it never was supposed to be what it is now. Mm. I never had this plan to be like, I'm going to make an award-winning, globally recognized <laughs> organization. No, um, it was just answering the question of, you know, how can I serve or how can I help? Mm -hmm. And... Um, I don't believe that leaders do it themselves ever. If you ever come across a leader who, said, who says like, I made it myself, yeah. uh, I would seriously question it because there's a lot of people <laughs> who rally around you and nurture you and love you. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was really the community. And for me, it was starting off in my bedroom and then moving into a garage space and then an yeah. actual like, 
you know, warehouse facility. And it's all about that Kampong spirit, the community spirit mm -hmm. and yeah. getting community members to, to jump on board and carry that vision and mission. So it's not just Emily's vision. It's a collective vision that's shared and, you know, upheld by everybody. Right. I remember when it first started too. Like, you know, you talk about, what is it, 12 years ago. I remember you, you know, talking about, oh, what's this blessings in the back? Oh, Emily's doing something really cool. And to see you talk about it now with that smile on your face as well. I mean, like Jackie said earlier, you know, you can tell when you're passionate about something, when you talk about it and it's like, it literally beams right off your face. Yeah. It's the energy. <laughs> you have to do things that energize you. And I think yeah. I discovered what energizes me is, you know, journeying with people. And, and don't get me wrong. There's so many valley seasons, so mm. many like mistakes and failures and like mm -hmm. um, moments that I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I survived that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because the reality is it's not glamorous. This work mm. is not glamorous. And being a leader is not glamorous at all. It's really about... Um, yeah, I think I believe in servant leadership where I think most people think of this pyramid where the leader's on top and everybody like just like, yay, the boss is amazing. And then, you know, <laughs> just like sucks up to the leader. But yeah. I like to invert it in a way where I'm at the bottom mm -hmm. and the people that we serve is at the top. So that's the focus mm -hmm. for everybody is like the people that we serve. Um, when you first started, like when you came up with the idea, and I'm sure you told people, did anybody ever say, are you crazy? This is not going to work. You know, what were you thinking? Like the naysayers, as they would call them. Did um, you have anybody like that around you telling yeah, you you couldn't do it? It's a good question. I don't think that I had anybody explicitly coming to my face and saying, you're crazy mm. or like, <laughs> you know, Xiao or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe that's more of a good way, right? Like you're, mm. you're crazy in a good way. But I right. think it's more like the skeptics and the cynics that mm. exist um, in yep. the space. Like, you know, I started when I was 20 and people who are older than me in the space, mm. you know, probably thought like, oh, you're so young and like, this is probably a phase. It's a trend. Yeah. Right. Um, a phase that lasted 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think, I think for me, um, dealing with, if there's anybody who's dealing with naysayers or skeptics or, or, or uh, cynics, it's really on focusing on, you know, what is the problem that I'm trying to solve and really focusing on that vision so that you don't get like sidetracked or distracted by what people are saying. Because mm -hmm. um, I think that's when you get into dangerous territory is like you start pleasing what everybody else is trying to tell you how to do or yeah. live up to people's expectation. And in the early days, I, I, I'm now like a recovering people pleaser in the early <laughs> days. I try to be like, oh my gosh, they, you know, they're not thinking this could work maybe, but mm. you know, I just kept focusing on, you know, what's the, the problem I'm trying to solve? What are the values that I believe in? What do I stand mm. for? And what do I not stand for? Mm. Um, and, and I just stuck with it. So yeah, I just said, I'm going to take it a day at a time. And now 13 years later, it's, yeah. still, it's literally still a day at a time because now we're dealing with, with COVID. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but good for you, yeah. Talking about getting that passion through and, you know, starting, uh, what were some of the challenges that you had? And, I mean, we don't have to go into specifics, obviously, but, you know, how did you get over these challenges? Like, you talked about peaks and valleys, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you get over them? You know, how do you just not... Because, you know, there are days, we all have days, right? You're like, ah, oh, man, screw it, Crap. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this sucks. This is not how it's you know, how I envision it to be, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, definitely a lot of the valley seasons, you know, one of the things that I dealt with 
a lot was burnout and not recognizing mm. the boundaries. Um, and I think when it comes to finding yourself in a really low spot or having a bad day, um, I now try to find ways to bookend my days with self-love. So this, mm. the morning and the uh, PM, the morning and the evenings, I always try and make sure that there's something that I can do to ground myself, something I can do to nurture myself or love myself on. I know it sounds self-indulgent, but <laughs> even if like you go through hell from like, you know, eight to six, at least you have like the morning and the evening to kind of get some sort of like normalcy back. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and having like a, a, a sense of awareness for yourself, like what, what do you need? I ask myself, like, in my moments of really low times, like, what do I need right now? Who do I need to speak to right now? What would be helpful for me right now? Um, and and also to be able to notice and name the emotion and notice and name the thoughts that are going through my mind. So mm -hmm. then I can pull out my self-care toolkit and be all like, okay, I know I can do this or I know I can call this person. Um, and so it's really just about knowing yourself and knowing what can pull you out of that really dark mm -hmm. spot. Yeah. I think we just spend way too much time figuring out or trying to focus on whatever it is we need to do and we forget to, well, take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we get so stuck in the rat race, right? Like, oh, I yeah. got to accomplish this. I need to get this video out. I need to do this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. You forget to take some time out for yourself and just, it's almost like hitting that reset button or switching off the computer for a while before it burns out. Yeah, it's so important. And I think as, as community leaders, mm. um, as people who want to see systemic change and social impacts. I mean, we're holding space for a lot of people and we can't pour that energy out if we don't have it for ourselves. I know it's cliche, but, and it's a hard lesson that I had to learn mm. many years later, 13 years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't really give what you don't have. If, if you don't have the joy, if you don't have the energy, if you don't have the self-care and, and the love and the passion for yourself and for what you're doing, then you can't, um, you know, share that with, with other people. Yeah. So as, as, I mean, I know we just say that, but I think that's very, very true because you give what you have, like you just said. So if you don't have love and everything, you're just going to put hate out all the time. Yeah. And you're just not happy. And then people around you are not going to be happy with so, you and not happy as well themselves. So. Essentially, yeah, you're talking about internet trolls, huh? <laughs> yeah. The There's comment section of every YouTube yeah. video, basically. That's what you're talking about, right? All the keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah. I hate, 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 hate. My life sucks. Uh, you suck, you suck, you suck because my life sucks. Ah. Yeah, yeah Brene, Brene Brown has, I don't know if you you both have read Brene's Brown, Brene Brown's, uh, Brene Brown's. <laughs> say, <laughs> easy for you to say. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I know. I dare you. But Brene, Brene Brown's book, she talks about how there's so many like, critics in the cheap in the cheap seats of an arena mm. and not everybody <laughs> wants to be down there in the center stage in the fight yeah. getting mm -hmm. their you know rolling up their sleeves getting getting their arms dirty and really yeah. like fighting with blood sweat and tears and so mm. for me I just remind myself of, of that line in her book which is like whatever you do in life there are like there's so this stadium full of cheap seats of people who will keyboard warrior internet yeah. troll it um so you just have to be like, you know, if you're going to be sitting in the cheap seat and not come down here, then, you know, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other thing um, related to the low points is mm. recognizing that it's a journey. Sometimes people like 
get into a low funk and they're like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Like doom and gloom and yeah, I know. epic failure. And I think just yeah. recognizing that it's a marathon and not a sprint is helpful mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the long run. And just asking yourself like, what is this teaching me? Am I learning mm-hmm. something? How can I grow from this? That can kind of fuel you on into, into mm-hmm. you know, what comes next in your journey. I think so, it's important to ask ourselves those questions all the time, just to make sure you know you're working towards something and you're fighting for something, just fighting the good fight on the day-to-day. Definitely, because I, I see so many people, I think especially in Asia, with this like really like hustle mode of um, <laughs> you know working like zombies. You're sort of just like yeah. on the train, on the MRT, and you're yeah. on the phone, and then you get to the work in your cubicle. You're just in zombie mode, so it's nice mm-hmm. to just you know, reflect and see, am I, am I doing something I'm really passionate about? Am I doing something that energizes me? Am I making an impact or what is it that I really want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. What is your happy place? What, what do you do to forget about the world, the stresses and all that stuff? I love to go out in nature and which is why the San Francisco Bay area is just perfect for that. Mm, gorgeous, yeah. You can go to the, the California coast or you can go to the ancient redwoods. Mm. So that's really my happy place of going into silence, no phones, no, no like, drama. TikTok. you're just you're just out there with the dogs and with you know my husband is there too Mm. and we're just like basking in the sunlight um Mm -hmm. and it's so quiet and peaceful and and there's something nourishing about being in Mm. in nature that to re-energize and recharge you and there's Mm. so much you can learn from nature too right so true all about the seasons like they go into hibernation mode so why can't humans go into hibernation (laughs) and reflect mode and you know so lots to learn. That's a good way nature. to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Hibernation. Though, though I reckon a lot of us have been hibernating yeah, the past exactly. couple of months <laughs> with COVID, you know. But it's a matter of how we hibernate. I think we're all basically hibernating. But what are you doing with your time? True. And are True. you making the best of it? And are you making the most of it? Yeah. Yeah, And it's okay yeah. to, I know, like, even if you're in shelter in place or circuit breaker or you're at home, it's okay. Or hibernation mode. It's okay to be completely hibernating, like not doing anything. I think one thing I struggled with as a leader is like, I felt like I had to say, okay, I'm resting. But then I was just like doing other things and I'll be like, Mm -hmm. that's me resting. And it's not true rest. (laughs) So it's okay to just, now I just like veg out and my rest can sometimes be like a binge fast of 90 day fiance or like something really trashy. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I think we need to allow ourselves, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm not making good use of my time. I'm not doing something productive. Well, once in a while, you do need that day. It's just as long as it doesn't become a week or a month or right. a year, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, because, everything, exactly. everything in moderation is what yeah. I, I totally. sometimes I catch myself doing that. It's like okay, I'm I'm kind of just sitting here playing with my dogs and not doing anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm lazy and not productive. But is my butt numb yet? Yeah. No, but <laughs> but thing is, you are being productive. You're filling your yeah. your your heart, your soul with mm-hmm. yeah. you no know, care and concern and love, right? Mm-hmm. So question. And, Yes. In in the Asian context, because you know we all grew up in the Asian context yeah. somehow, or we have Asian parents. Mm-hmm. How many of us like think that resting or having a rest day is considered lazy or unproductive? Because you know, from parents or family members are like, "Yep." You know, well, I mean, you're on the couch is like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, you're so lazy. You're Go not out doing there and anything. work. You're not doing exactly." Anything. It's like get up, uh, play the piano, clean the yeah. house. You got to do something, right? You have to yeah. just you can't just be sitting there like Yeah. 
<laughs> Stoning. <laughs> but like I say, you know, there's always like both ends of the spectrum. If you're doing the whoo all day <laughs> long for years and years, then okay, yeah, maybe yeah. you need to get your butt off the, yeah. <laughs> the, the chair. Rest yeah. time is over, my friend. Uh, it starts with intention. Like what yeah. is the intention that you have for mm. that time to like rest? Yeah. So, story. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about the scale and scope because you started Blessings in the Bag. It was like the Singapore thing. Then it, oh, oh, did it start off as a Southeast Asia thing? Yeah, it started with the Southeast Asia okay, thing. Southeast and then Asia I actually thing, like yeah. brought it back home. Right, so, right. The opposite uh, of what most people wh do. Where is it now? So uh, have you expanded beyond Southeast Asia? It's, it's still now we're just focusing on Singapore and we're keeping mm. it small because we want to focus on the communities that are really like, mm. um, you know, in need. And especially with COVID and circuit mm -hmm. breaker, it's really yeah. exposed the inequality and just the divide yeah. of what people are experiencing. And I think there's so much more that we could do as Singaporeans, but also so much we could do as a community at Blessings in a Bag to really support and journey with our families. Mm -hmm. um, and not so much like in a handout kind of way, but really yeah. helping them to recognize how ca they can lift themselves out of um, specific situations that they're navigating. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's really also about quality over quantity. Um, it's really over like the love. The love for me is the superpower, right? So how much intention and love are we putting into the work that we're doing? Because if you scale too quickly, you might lose that um, human touch you yeah. might lose mm -hmm. that love it's yeah. all about the dollar signs and the metrics <laughs> and like overhead so we really need to be careful and mindful about how we go about it and I mean mm -hmm. in our 12th year last year we did our first hire full-time employee so that mm. we've always been hundred percent volunteer run for 12 years and then last year we we made the switch and we hired our first team member so that was like a huge milestone wow. um, nice. yeah yeah so, congrats. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> is it, and, the, and, the, uh, the, and the employee is not me. So just to oh. like, <laughs> you hire <laughs> yourself. Hire myself. <laughs> okay. Own self, hire own self. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is it, is, is it uh, obviously it's going to be tougher now with the time difference and everything, but you know, you're in the US and you know, how's that arrangement like with running things? Yeah, it can be a little bit challenging because I'm like, in the past, whereas Singapore is in the future, so it's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> right, how right, yeah, future looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if my team is like, not great, not great, you know, at yeah. least it's like 17 hours for me to catch up to uh, <laughs> yeah. future doom. But you know, if anything has been uh, an example, it's really how coronavirus has impacted worldwide. Mm. You know, workplaces, remote teams. Um, you know, different ways to communicate with your team, working remotely, work from home. So uh, we really got a great head start last year because we were already mobilized digitally. Uh, so yeah. when COVID hit, we were like, oh, we're, we're ready for this. Ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID ain't got nothing on us. Yeah. yeah but obviously, <laughs> I think the, the emotional mental weight for me is probably hardest hit because I miss the kids. I miss, mm. you know, going on the ground because I'm very much a grassroots person mm -hmm. um i'm i'm always down there you know cleaning the tables cleaning the floors and you know getting the space set up i'm very much involved on the ground and i think that's like the biggest thing that i miss the most is not being able to be there physically right. um and so now my role is more strategy and coaching as opposed mm -hmm. to like being the hands and legs and <laughs> and going around yeah so right. so what's the latest project that uh, you guys are working on what, what what can people support right now you know, in terms of what you guys are doing? Yeah, we're, we're running our annual fundraising campaign right now mm -hmm. because um, the reality is we're still paying rent for our physical space. And, mm -hmm. and, and we really hope that this space is still existing for 
the kids once phase, what are you in phase two? Once phase, phase three kind of yeah. comes into action, that's when we can s slowly move um, back into our physical space. So we want to mm -hmm. make sure that um, the space is stable in terms of being able to pay our rent. So we would love yeah. support. Um, you know, there's so many ways to get involved as a volunteer. We're going online, we're running online programs. Um, we're thinking about some um, experiential uh, um, programs where both families across Singapore, as well as our kids can do something together online. Mm. So we're still working that out, but the best way is to stay updated through our social media and our website. But I think the biggest one for us that's critical right now is really the, the fundraising piece um, mm. because we are like really ground up still, even though we're 13 years in, we're still very small compared to the larger organizations and we definitely yeah. need um, all the support we can get. We're, we're also doing something called Beyond Awesome Neighborhood, which is a mm. Facebook group that's open to everybody. Um, so we do live streaming mindfulness sessions. We're doing like live stream cooking sessions and it's all for free to members of the public and, and the kids actually join in for that, but we just don't make their identities uh, visible no. for everybody. Right, right. So, okay. yeah. So, of course, all that information is at Blessings in the Bag on socials, on the website and everything. Yeah. So, if you need to find out more information, go check it out. What's the website? Blessingsinabag.co There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, okay. Um, I want to help, but I don't know where to start. Right? I, I hear that a lot. You know, sometimes you're like, yeah, I want to do some good in this world, but I, what's the first step? Because obviously, you've taken that step. For someone who's like, yeah, I want to like, I don't have a lot of time in my day, but I want to do something good. Mm. How do I start? I think the best place to start is, I know this sounds so like cliche or maybe cheesy, <laughs> is like look within yourself because I think if you have a level of self-awareness about, first of all, what are my strengths? What mm. energizes me? What, how much time do I have? Um, what have people said that I do really well? I think if you know yourself and what you can do to impact other people, that's a great place to start. And then second, once you have a level of self-awareness, it's really to, um, my motto is to start where you are mm. and uh, you know, do what you can with what you have where you are. So it doesn't have to be a grand idea. Just look around your own local community and look around like the people in your own neighborhood and start there. Mm. Um, and then it can you know, grow over time. Um, and so in the case of a volunteer, there's so many opportunities as well. You can go online on, on giving.sg or any of the, the volunteer resources. I know that the, the different ministries are putting out lots of uh, avenues for people to support. So there really is no shortage to get involved. But if you don't know yourself well enough, like you don't even know how much time you can give, it's very hard to kind of map mm -hmm. out where you can go. So having some awareness um, is key. And then curiosity about, you know, what help is needed, what causes am I interested in, am I an animal person, you know, younger a dog person, so obviously an animal cause might be something that's more uh, aligned with you and who you are. Um, so that's kind of how you would start um, your volunteer journey. Yeah, mm. or your giving it. journey. Okay, so what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about being an entrepreneur, such as yourself? <laughs> I'd say um, think really hard. <laughs> just, you know, be very intentional. Um, I yeah. think there's three things. The first one is start with why, uh, and and 
you have to be very clear about your why, because if that is not clear, you're going to go like left and right. You're going to mm -hmm. lose interest, lose passion. So start with why and then focus on the who, who is it that you really want to impact or make a meaningful change for it. The second one is to, like I said, find ways to become more self-aware because the only way to be the change you want to see in the world, the only way you can lead well or effectively as a leader is to look inside yourself and see what biases do I bring? What unhealed hurts do I have from childhood trauma that I'm not inflicting <laughs> on my, my team members? Yeah. And the third one, which doesn't really get said a lot, mm. um, especially in Asia where there's this like visual of a lone wolf leader. The third one is really important, which is be in community. And I'm saying like mm. intentional community, making sure that it's not like this self, uh, the surface level networking of like, hey, here's my name card. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're in my community now. No, it's like, <laughs> like legit community, like journeying with somebody, um, finding a mentor. You know, I have people who drop into my DMs like, hey, I'd love to ask you questions. And, mm. and that's where it starts, right? Like having a conversation with people who have walked mm. the path before you and mm. can kind of make sure you don't make the same mistakes that they did and can kind mm. of speak to what you're going through because only the people who've gone through it before really know um, mm. the blood, sweat, and tears that go on behind the scenes yeah. and can really like journey and, and empathize with, with you. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but definitely do it. Just do it. Start uh, where you are. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much for you yeah. know taking some time out to talk to us. We appreciate it. We miss you. Yeah, uh, here you in Singapore. Too. Are you I coming hope. back this way anytime? Well, I mean, after well, the, all this blows over, obviously. Yeah. I don't know what other travel bans are in the works uh, coming up, depending on, you know, the state of the world, state of mm -hmm. um, America's leadership. But um, yeah. I'd really like to, to return to Singapore and like Makan and have my like, yeah. <laughs> chicken rice and do all Well, those, hit like, us up when you come back for yeah. sure. And then we can have a proper catch up and face to face instead of through the Zoom. screen yeah, okay. and, and we, yeah yeah and we'd love to meet you know the man of your your life right yeah, now yeah your significant other your significant other because <laughs> you know how, yeah how, definitely I'll if you don't him, mind over. he did visit singapore last year but um oh, okay I, I like kept him under wraps and it's not like you bring your future husband on a platter and just like yeah, no. show him off. Or like Wheel of Fortune, it's like, and this is the prize. <laughs> how, how did you guys meet, if you don't mind me asking? Um, we met in 2017. I know it's like a very, like, mm. the question that everybody likes to ask. So 2017, I was on a sabbatical here. We met um, oh. on the last five days of my two-month sabbatical. Mm. And we were just hanging out as friends. Um, we connected online, but we, we met as friends. We had no intention of being romantic or getting a relationship. <laughs> I was just like, I want to focus on my mission. I want to yeah. focus on, like, what I, my purpose in life. And yeah. so um, we didn't focus on a relationship. We just hung out as friends. We hiked for, you know, the last five days of my time here. Mm. And, and then we just kept in touch. We spoke over the phone and then that's how it started. It really wow. just started from um, a friendship really. And not having that expectation of like, oh, right. what do I have in mind for my future husband? You know how the, yeah. girls, the ladies always have that checklist. Yeah. Like, oh, uh -huh. like all that checklist. So no, it didn't start off that way at all. Yeah. It's always nice to start off as friends first and then you really get to know the person. Instead of going, I want to date that person. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'd like to know how people date right now in the time of coronavirus. Like, how do you meet? How do you do your date? Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Zoom. Everything's virtual <laughs> Zoom online. Zoom date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's nice. You know, I like that. Like, I feel like whenever you want something, 
the universe won't give it to you until you're ready. And when you're not looking for it, that's when it drops it in your lap. Ooh. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom right there. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, uh, well, we're so happy for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other projects on the way or are you just fo solely focusing on what you're doing right now? Yeah, I'm working on a whole bunch of other projects, actually. Oh, okay. Um, Anything you can share? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm launching a virtual speaker series, um, oh. and it's called People Planet Purpose. So for anybody who's interested in a journey of entrepreneurship and making uh. an impact or getting into, you know, um, wants to be a social entrepreneur, like that is really like a great place to start because we're speaking to social entrepreneurs, speaking mm. to thought leaders and getting them to share their resources. So I'm doing that. Um, it's going to launch probably in August. Um, and I'm also journeying with community leaders. So I'm, I'm working on a few um, community cohorts because I said community is so um, important. And so yeah. I've created a way for people to journey with me. So mm. I'm doing that. Is this a digital platform or are you talking about in the US where you are in San no, Francisco? No, it's all digital. And the funny okay. thing is yeah. most people are still connected to me through like Asia because my heart mm. is still for Asia. So right. a lot of it is focused on, on Asia. So all the details are on my new website, emilytang.com with an Woo. M. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Emily, once again, thank you so much for taking the time out. We appreciate it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's for you, it's a bit of a homecoming because, you know, you're going to be on Power 98 where you were <laughs> for several years as well. Yeah. I know. So do, do you want to say uh, something to anybody who, you know, might miss you, might remember? <laughs> hey, you know, I, remember, I used to listen to Emily listen Tang. To that chick, you need to yeah. JK? Do I have anything to say? <laughs> to sure, you want to say something to JK? Also can. Oh, that one might have to censor. Uh, yeah, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you mean more censoring of JK, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. All the course. time. <laughs> no, it's more like I just want to thank everybody for joining me on this journey and this adventure. It's never like a, a, like me doing this on my own. And, you know, being connected with both you and Jackie is just so meaningful because, you know, when I do media interviews, I still think about those days in media where we young and, and Dan were were coaching me and mentoring me because early in my life, I couldn't string a sentence together and do this. <laughs> I, had social, I had social anxiety, I had fear of public speaking. And so it's really just about that community. And I'm just thankful for both of you and for everybody who's been on that 987 or Power 98 journey. It's, it's really added to who I am today. Um, and so I just thank you for it. Aw. Awesome. We didn't even tell her to say that. I know. <laughs> Very cool stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's okay. scripted right here. Scripted yeah. right here. <laughs> Love it. And there you have it, Emily Tang. What a lovely young lady. Well, you know, she's a woman. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. But I think she'll always be a young lady in your eyes. That's why, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, you know, I, I sort of saw her grow up in her career here on radio. And then you don't call me a young lady. Well, hey, you know, hey, there's nothing hey. ladylike about you. <laughs> or young as well, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for keeping us company yep. here on this podcast today. By the way, we'll be back once again in two weeks with yet another guest. All these conversations, hopefully you, well, I certainly do, always learn something new from our guests. I definitely get inspired as well because, you know, they do their little bits, but sometimes the little bit or the little things can get you really far in life. It's just about motivation and determination and perseverance. Absolutely. Yeah. I've used my little thing to get me uh, <laughs> lots of places in life. Okay. That's my brain. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. About my brain. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too. It's not very big. Anyway, <laughs> I will see you mm. real soon. Hey, by the way, if you enjoy what we do, please do us a favor yeah. and hit subscribe, 
give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to this on, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yay. Oh, for the love of life.